the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. If you've been in the workforce for the last decade or so, you know how hard it's been to find a job. Well, now the tables have turned and it seems we are in an employee's market. Labor shortages are affecting many sectors and some companies are having a tough time finding enough employees to fill their vacancies. Today, we're talking with London Free Press reporter, Jonathan Juha about the labor shortage and how companies can attract the talent they so desperately need. Hi, Jonathan, how are you? Not to bet on yourself. I'm good. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I know that you cover the jobless rate extensively. We just had a major job fair here in London this week as well. There's lots of jobs available, and yet the jobless rate keeps going up as well. So talk about how that's happening. How do those things relate? Well, as you say, yeah, that's right. Um, Some of the estimates out there uh, suggest that there are about 7,000 positions available in the London region. Uh, but you're right. At the same time, we're seeing the unemployment rate sort of like go up. Actually, has gone up uh, over the past four months and is now sitting at 6.6% in August. Now, for, for a medium market like London, sometimes it's hard to determine specifically what's behind this trend, perhaps. Uh, but definitely, there are certain factors uh, at play here. Obviously, like last month in August, we, we, we lost about 2,000 positions. You know, sometimes there's regular turnout positions that are closing, people who, who you know, simply loses their job and things like there's a natural, you know, ending of, of, of positions. But at the same time, here in the London, we are seeing that a lot of people are entering the market, uh, sort of like looking for jobs. So on one point that suggests that, you know, they're, they're hopeful that, that, that they can be able to find a, a position. And obviously when that people are counted, that increases the unemployment rate. So it's a combination. But what happens is right now, it's that we also have, you know, because workers know that there are so many opportunities available, it seems to suggest that they're also pickier into what they choose. So they may be looking for a job right now, but they're not deciding right away or taking whatever comes first. So they stayed in that labor market for a little longer. So that's also a factor as to uh, that can bring the unemployment rate. Um, some economists also say that, you know, we're also experiencing a little bit of a correction here in the London region. We had a very strong 2021. We created thousands of jobs. We recovered all the ones that we lost uh, during the first year of the pandemic. And now we're actually, so we, we recovered about 30,000 that we lost and we're now about, above by about 28,000, right? So a little bit of a slowdown can be natural as well when you have an economy that, that is um, uh, overperforming. But the key issue for companies remains that, 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 you know, there are positions available, they're not getting enough workers, they're not filling those positions as fast as they would like. And obviously that also hinders the, the, the possibility for companies to grow. It could impact, you know, how uh, interested um, other companies may be settling here in the London region if they feel like they're not going to be able to, you know, fill the positions that they have. So there's a ripple effect from what we're seeing right now as well um, that could happen down the line too. Now, I know there's a lot of factors involved, but can we blame it on one thing? Can we blame this on the pandemic? Can we blame this on, you know, the great resignation that we've heard so much about? People are, are leaving jobs or trying to find jobs that maybe give them a better work-life balance? That, I, I, don't, I don't think that we can just blame it on one thing, but definitely the pandemic has played a big factor, as you say, uh, uh, the, the, term, the so-called great resignation uh, that happened following after the pandemic. You know, we had... We had baby boomers who were already retiring and maybe they decided to retire even earlier, you know, to try to avoid and protect themselves from COVID. 
Um, you have workers who, you know, maybe are in certain sectors like healthcare, um, you know, services, jobs, a little bit of burnout there could also impact them, trying to look for something else, um, you know, and, and as you say, people wanting more flexible arrangements, like before the pandemic, you know, uh, working from home was not really uh, that widespread. People were exposed to it. So the benefits, so people are now interested in looking sort of like those types of arrangement, even as restrictions are, are being lifted. Um, actually, earlier this year, there was a workforce development here for the London region. They, they did a survey and 95% and of workers in the London region said that they were looking for uh, some type of arrangement that would allow them to, you know, work from home, either a hybrid uh, model or working from home uh, completely uh, on a full-time basis. So it's definitely an aspect there, people looking for that flexibility after they were exposed to it uh, because of COVID. Sure. Um, I know there was a job fair earlier this week in London and you were there talking to some of the companies. What did they need to do to adapt or maybe uh, change their work model to attract some of these employees? You know, you were talking about hybrid models, but is there anything else uh, they need to do? And are they doing it? Are they changing their models? Well, if you ask, uh, you know, people looking for, for, for work, they would say, you know, money talks, right? So it could be a factor of obviously workers, again, are looking sort of like that uh, hybrid models or that flexibility to have a work-life balance that works best for them now. But obviously, uh, at the end of the day, they're going to be looking for something that pays them uh, to sort of like cover their costs. And, and, and that's becoming even more important now as we see inflation, the high cost of rents, uh, gas, food, and all of that. So that becomes a little bit of a bigger factor into the decision that people are making. Like they're not just going to settle for a minimum wage uh, job when they know that that's not going to be enough when you're seeing rents. Um, uh, uh, last week, uh, uh, I did a story about how uh, rents in London are now, for one bedroom, some landlords, the average are asking 1700 uh, Obviously, on a minimum wage, that's not going to cut it. So people are, you know, trying to take their time and figure out what's best for them and obviously finding that, that job that would compensate them in a way that they can afford the, the rising cost of living. Now, obviously, some companies are able to adapt, maybe offer a little bit more money, but what about those companies who maybe can't afford like small businesses, local businesses can't afford to pay much more than minimum wage. What happens to well, them? They, they have to adapt uh, in some other ways, uh, you know, maybe doing more with a little less staff or maybe the owners having to pitch in a little bit to, to, to do the work, but it's a reality, as you say, you know, their bottom line, it's, it's, it's different uh, for the ones of, of a big company. Um, I was talking to some experts in the manufacturing sector and, and you know, they have the shortages and they're considering, um, you know, looking for uh, machines that can do some some automatization of some of their processes as a way to address the labor shortage. So looking at it under a different light, obviously that's not a possibility for a small company. So they do have to find a way to adapt, you know, doing more with, uh, with less staff, rearranging, maybe, uh, you know, closing some hours or sort of thing. So different possibilities when, you know, raising uh, wages is not a possibility for them. Yeah. Um, so are we seeing more flexibility? Are, com are companies offering that, you know, work-life balance kind of what we had in the pandemic? I think people really reassessed what they want out of life and work and yeah. how those things should, should go together um, more seamlessly. So are companies, are bigger companies adapting and offering, you know, new, new policies? They've got new, new uh, working models that they're offering. Like, I mean, we don't have hard numbers on to say how many companies are actually doing that. You do see now some, you know, 
job postings that highlight that possibility of, you know, uh, possibility of working from home, being in the office, or like some companies are trying to do that. But again, if I go back to that survey that I told you about uh, where workers said that they wanted that flexibility, companies on the other side were not so keen of, you know, committing to a full remote uh, workforce because companies are concerned a little bit about uh, efficiency of work, uh, how much production uh, employees are bringing to the table. Maybe, I mean, it, it can be understandable as a person, you know, as an individual, you may think, you know, this is what worked for me. Companies, uh, maybe some of them have a, a little bit of an older mentality and say, you know, we need to have people close. There's also, you know, the talk about collaboration and how being apart does not bring the same interaction between co-workers and ideas do not flow the same way. But, but to answer your question, yes, I mean, some companies are doing it. It's hard to say specifically how many. Uh, we don't have hard data here for the London region, but I think that's definitely more part of the conversation and it, it will continue to be. Um, I don't think that, you know, we're going to go back completely to people um, going full time to the offices all the time because, you know, some companies have also found that that uh, they can function that way and, and make a way to, to work. And when you're trying to attract workers, that's something that definitely they're going to have to consider a little bit more as a way to to retain or attract the talent that they're looking for. Sure. Is there one sector that's maybe more uh, hard hit by a labor shortage than other sectors, uh, maybe a, a type of job or some skills that are really needed the most during this labor shortage? Well, talking to experts, they say that it's pretty much across the board. But I mean, you can see some sectors like, you know, the service food sector or like retail and things like that. Some of the industries that were harder hit by the pandemic with the job closings and and things like that, like, like the, with the restrictions and everything. So people trying to shy away perhaps from some of those jobs, looking for something that would offer them a little bit more stability, even if, you know, hopefully this is not the case, but, but if it, there were to be some another lockdown or more restrictions or something, they don't want to have to go back to EI or, or some assistant program. They want some more stability. But you, you've also talked about um, manufacturing, which is a big sector here in the London region. For years, they have complained about the fact that they don't have enough skilled labor. So they have a, a, a workforce that is, uh, you know, some of their employees hitting the retirement age, and you're not getting enough people entering into the trades, young people entering into the trades, and they don't have the same level of experience. Like, I mean, it's not it's not the same to, to replace a person who has 25 years of experience as a, as a welder or an electrician or something like that with someone who's just entering the job. So it, it's it's been a, a red flag for manufacturing and, and and one area that where they have been saying for years this is becoming a struggle, even though they're also finding hard to, to fill some positions, you know, in clerical work, administrative work, and things like that. So so it's certainly uh, an issue here in the London region specifically as well. Like I mean, it's overall, but uh, companies here have uh, are raising the alarm of, about the situations that they're facing. Now that's a situation that they may also change. In the coming months and years, like you know, economists are talking about with interest rates uh, going up, that having an impact, slowing down the economy, then maybe people lose, uh, some people may lose their job, and 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 the market definitely, you know, then maybe they have to adapt and try to find something. Uh, if it if 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 we get to that point where you know the economy really slows slows down and and it starts to affect businesses that have to lay off workers or something, so it, we will have to see about what happened there. But but definitely, it's sort of like a Right now, as you said, it's definitely an employee's market in this moment. Yeah, right now you have the option. And then, so so I was going to ask you to kind of predict the future, and you did just a little bit there. Because, um, you know, there's always ebbs and flows, of course, uh, over the years. 
do you think that that we might go into a recession? Some people are predicting that, that we might lose some jobs or things just might kind of stabilize a little bit um, and not be so extreme. It's always so hard to predict, you know, I mean, but I mean, in, in the sense, London may be well positioned to sort of like withstand a slowdown in the sense that, as you say, there are already thousands of jobs available. So if people lose their jobs, the likelihood is they could find something. Maybe not what they were looking for, but they could find something. And then we also have, you know, some big companies that are coming down the line. The Maple Leafs uh, uh, factory coming here. Uh, Amazon opening uh, a center uh, between here and St. Thomas. Uh, between those two position, uh, two companies, uh, it is expected that they will need to hire more than 2,000 people. So if, if we get to that point where perhaps we're hitting a little bit of a recession, hopefully having those vacancies and, and more of the jobs coming down the line will help sort of like uh, blunt some of that impact uh, here in the local economy. Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And, and we'll definitely be following your reporting on uh, the jobless numbers and, and employment here in London uh, on the London Free Press. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.